Christ rejoicing, free from sorrow. Praise His voice, sing, greet the morrow. The Lord be with you. And also with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. Glory, Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, or of the will of flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in God, and God will make your path straight, and in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. It's a very different Christmas story that we start the Gospel with in John, one that says our Lord Jesus existed forever and ever and ever and has been an eternal being, one that was never created but was begotten. And so we come to this passage today trying to understand how it fits in with the, with the shepherds, the angels, the um, wise men at some point, and all the people that proclaim Jesus. And the word that came to me as I read this was the idea of being a witness. As we look at our journey through Advent, we have been called to disrupt all the assumptions and things that we are doing. And in today's Gospel, we see a disruption to the movement of the Christmas story. One that says, yes, all these things have happened and all these things are for us to celebrate. But we disrupt it because we're not just there to celebrate, we're also there to witness to God and to share that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Messiah. John's story contains no scary angels or shaking shepherds, no magi bearing their gifts and no guiding star. There's no Mary or Joseph mentioned and there are no cattle lowing or a humble manger. There's not even the baby Jesus. For this gospel writer, Jesus' coming 
was ordained at the time of creation. As soon as all of creation came into being, Jesus knew he was going to come and be with us. In the beginning was the word, declares John. And let there be light, was not just the physical light, but the light of Jesus that exists in every part of creation, so that everyone who believes in Jesus should not remain in darkness. The gospel we read today forms a hymn of dedication to our heavenly God, who became human on our behalf. Its opening words bear witness to the life of God in Jesus and the oneness of God. This is our story. This word, who is Jesus, has been sent by God into the world and Christmas is a time for us to reaffirm its promises and hopes and to acknowledge our oneness with our Jesus who presents us to the Father. And as we live in the light of Jesus, we are the witnesses now to the second coming of the Lord. The story at the heart of our faith must be constantly witnessed to and affirmed. When John wrote his gospel and in the time that he wrote his gospel, the words that he shared were, were not without opposition, both then and now. There are countless other voices saying and making claims about how to best live a life filled with meaning and purpose how to be obedient to the higher good or the higher power. The Gospel writer recognises the opposition to the expression that Jesus is the Word of God and he calls us to stake our claim, to stake a claim and bear witness to the truth that God is God and Jesus is one with God. The Gospel is filled with tensions, because it calls us to take a side. When we read the Gospel of John, we're left, we're left with the idea that we can't sit on the, on the fence. Either Jesus was God and Jesus was one with God, or Jesus was just a very enlightened man. We don't really have a, a choice to kind of find a hybrid solution to this. And in taking this stand, we also have to witness to that stand. Because when we witness to Jesus' work in the world, at the time, at that time, and in this time, God coming to earth and being with us and living as one of us was a completely unique statement. In the Greek, in the Greek God, within the Greek gods, within the Roman gods, within some of the gods that are proclaimed now, they're aloof, they stand aside to their creation and indeed we become pawns and chess pieces in a game, in a game of thrones between all the, all the different gods that exist. Yet our God loved us and came to be with us and came to understand us. And this tension is continued between light and darkness, between good and evil, between truth and lies, between death and life, the them and the us, and those we consider to be the insiders and the outsiders. 
Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. As hopeful as such a declaration sounds, there is tension between light and darkness. Though the darkness does not overcome the light. It is also the case that the world does not know the light. It does not know Jesus. And his own don't accept him. What is needed then and now is a witness. Someone to bear truth of who God is and what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. We need witnesses to stand forward to speak about how they did not know Jesus and how once they knew Jesus, they came to understand the light that was within them and the light brought freedom to their life. When a reality is discovered, it awaits the willingness of a witness to share what has been seen, heard and discovered. So it is here in the prologue that we are introduced to the glory of eternal of the eternal word by, the, by having that juxtaposed to the witness of a mortal prophet. John the Baptist's specific purpose for being in the world is to bear witness to Jesus. Jesus was the word, not John. And our, the gospel we read today notes that. In Matthew, Mark and Luke, John the Baptist introduces and identifies Jesus as the Messiah in the world. And this is the person that his disciples are to follow. In the fourth gospel, there is a different function. There is a function that calls us to witness to Jesus as the light of all creation. Not simply to follow, but to follow and act as Jesus would have acted in every situation. Throughout the gospel, to truly believe in Jesus is not simply to give assent to the information that we have about him. It is not enough to say that you hear and agree his words. It entails your total allegiance, your wholehearted trust in Jesus. We are required not just to say that we care about Jesus and that we love him, but to invest ourselves in Jesus' mission and to witness to him as the Lord and Messiah who has come to earth once before and shall come again to free all of creation. In baptism we die to the world so that Christ might live in us. And Christmas then becomes a reminder that God's plan to redeem all of creation has been actioned, has been started. We are now in the phase where we are awaiting the second coming of our Lord. And to bring everyone to Jesus is something that we have to do. In our world today, following a long period of isolation and understanding the Christmas dynamics, the Christmas story and all the ways that things interact, whether the wise men were there at his birth or whether they were there a year later, all those things can distract us from one single truth. That Jesus is the light of the world and he is the word. He is the word that speaks beyond contestation for our Lord God. And therefore, we need to follow him. Even when we want to rebel. What's needed on a day like Christmas, 
or more importantly, what can be heard and received on a day like today, is some understanding of the testimony of a witness. What is needed is a timely nod that we too are the John the Baptists of the modern era, that we too are the ones that stand and tell people not just to point to who Jesus is, but to point to how the light of Christ will make a difference in your life. A prophet named John has been sent from God as a human delegate and he had a human mission that is to bear testimony to someone greater than himself. And in many ways, this example of John the Baptist makes our witness possible. When we read John the Baptist and his life, it should embolden us that we too can bear witness to the truth of God and that the Christ child was amongst us, lived, died and rose from the dead and is ascended to heaven and will come again. There is no greater way to witness to the fact that Christ's child is active in your life than when we do things, we do them in the most Christ-like way possible. When we move away from making Jesus a reflection of us and making us a reflection of what it means to be Christ-like, we are where our lives are so full with the light and glory of God that we become a lighthouse for those who are in the darkness and are overcome by the darkness. Our light could shine for them, to lead them to hope, peace and joy, which is all contained in love. As we think of the presence that we have today, as we think of the things that we could give others, can I suggest that there is no greater present or no greater gift that you can give to other than to share that they are loved, that they are wanted and that they have a place in God's eternal plan. The Lord be with you. Let us together affirm the faith of the church. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated as we pray for the world and for the church. <laughs> 